0: when his time came, and she'd make sure he suffered for eternity. The noose tightened a bit, and she felt more of her life slip away, while they continued to pile extra wood around the stake. Funny how one's mind plays tricks when so close to dying. For instance, if she didn't know better, she'd swear that was a giant silver dragon ambling out of the forest, an enormous, amazing creature with a silver mane of hair that gleamed in the morning sunlight and nearly swept the shaking ground at its feet. Two massive white horns set atop its head, and a long tail, with what looked to be a dagger-sharp tip, swung lazily behind him. Silently he stood behind the townspeople, so focused on her they were completely unaware of his presence. Who knew I could be so fascinating as to distract an entire town? Of course they could also be ignoring the dragon because it was simply a figment of her imagination, a dream of a grand rescue that would never come." Her fantasy dragon leaned forward and nudged Julius the Baker with the tip of his snout. Julius glanced behind him, nodded, and turned back to her. Then he froze where he stood. Just before he pissed himself. That's when his wife glanced at him and behind him. She screamed, grabbed her son, who had been seconds away from throwing a rather large rock at and ran. Soon after, the rest of the townsfolk caught sight of her fantasy dragon, screamed, and bolted away. She frowned. Perhaps she still had enough of her power so she could conjure the image of the beast, but somehow she doubted it. The dragon shot out a few flames at the retreating humans, but nothing to do any real harm. Finally, it stared at her for several moments, turned, and walked off. Unbelievable. Even my rescue fantasies are disasters. But as she wondered if her afterlife would be as pathetic as her current life, the dragon's tail whipped out. The tip cut through the rope that hung her from the tree, and she dropped. Expecting her ass to hit the unforgiving ground at any moment, she tensed in surprise as the tail wrapped itself around her body and held her. Now that the noose was not so tight, her senses slowly came back to her. That's when she realized a tail really did have her a tail attached to an enormous dragon casually walking through the forest. She tried to move out of its grasp, but the tail pinned her arms, with her still-bound wrists against her body. And her noose, still tight enough, she couldn't call for help. Of course, who would she call? Her husband? Probably not. Lord Hamish, ruler of these lands. If she had the strength, she would have laughed at that, no, it looked as if she was going to be the breakfast of a monster. As the dragon made it into a clearing and suddenly took to the air, with her still wrapped up in its tail, Toliath had only one thought. Typical. Briag the Mighty, second oldest in the house of Gwalk Mayab-Guyar, second in line to the throne of the White Dragon Queen, shield hero of the Dragon Wars, Lord Defender of the Dragon Queen's Throne and, as far as he was concerned, the only sane one of his kin, headed to a nice quiet spot. Some place by water would be nice. It would be at least two days before he made it back to his den, but he wanted to take a good look at his prize, preferably without the puffiness that comes from being hung from a noose. True, his sister awaited the information he had about Lord Hamish, which wasn't much, but when he decided to stay in the village— He'd passed the minute bit of information on to one of the Garvan Isle soldiers waiting outside Madrone Lands. As it was, Breake couldn't believe he'd run an errand. For his brother's bitch, no less. She'd actually sent him to find out if Hamish was preparing to make a move on Garvan Isle. From what Breake could tell, Hamish wasn't planning anything. Still, he was Breake the Mighty, sent to do this menial task— Really, he should have killed the woman when he had the chance. But his brother, Fargus, seemed so fond of her. Although for the life of him, he couldn't understand why. Scarred and insane, that one. And Briake would rather spend his long years with a nest of vipers. Yet he'd never seen his brother so, well, happy. The crazy cow made him smile. Cranky, unfriendly, kill you as soon as look at you, Fargus the Destroyer, smiling. It confused Briake. Briake himself wasn't unhappy, but he wasn't that happy either. And lately, he'd been wondering how one achieved that level of happiness. He wondered if it had to do with Fargus's human female and if the...